like our our one visit it was just like maybe that was the final goodbye and I didn't know that she would post online that she was like five minutes from my house 10 minutes from my house and I was like like what the fuck did I do one two Hi, Vibers. Today, we are joined with a very special guest. She has been on the show once before, is a woman of many talents, such as a business owner for residential cleaning, custom apparel, social media management, videographer, and a podcast creator and voice actor. So, so many things. (laughs) She is a serial joy seeker, is very spiritual, and loves to dance. So please give me a warm welcome back to the lovely Desi G. Oh my gosh, what an amazing intro. Thank you. (laughs) I had to. You have so much going on that I'm like, oh my God, I can't leave anything out. Like, it's amazing that you are doing so many things. And that's why I'm like, okay, I need to highlight everything because (laughs) it's so incredible. When you sent me your debrief of everything that you're doing, I'm like, yeah, holy shit. It's a little overwhelming, but um, I'm trying to like slow down a little bit and breathe through everything as I do it now, not just like focus on because they always say like, oh, it's a it's a sign from like your trauma to like not think about anything and anxiety to not think about anything and just go, 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 go. But through the healing processes, you learn to slow down. It's okay. Like just enjoy what you're doing. (laughs) So, well, how do you, how do you manage everything? So you're a business owner, so you have your cleaning company, you do custom apparel, you're doing social media management, which is something that I actually didn't know. Videographer didn't know that either. Knew about the podcast creator, but didn't know about the voice actor. So tell me more about social media management, videographer and voice acting. Okay. I'd love to know. So, okay. Social media managing. I actually started doing it with the Heels Collective when um, Kristen and Nicole started the business. I wanted to help with, take one thing off of them. And my need is to always want to help everyone. So wherever I can, wherever my talents or creativity can, can play in their role, I like to help. So I just like got on Canva and started getting creative with like making little posters. And then with that came the dance videos so which led me into doing the videography stuff and like I'm so grateful to everything that the Heels Collective has let me in and let me do because (laughs) it's brought me into different avenues so originally I started on YouTube doing makeup videos because I feel like you and I are very similar in our in our interests and I'm obsessed with makeup and I went through a couple years of just like obsessed with beauty influencers and everything that they do. And I like deeply aspire to do that. And I think deep down somewhere in me, like I would still love that life, Mm -hmm. but it's just not meant in my cards right now. So (laughs) I, um, I was doing a lot of like YouTube videos where I was learning how to edit videos. And that was like what started me into getting like final cut pro and playing around with it. And then with the dance videos, it was just such a different creativity that allowed me to like kind of like shine on other people, which was fun. Yeah, I I got to like highlight them. And then it it showed me like, how much people appreciated that and it made them feel good. And of course, again, with the helping, I love making other people feel good. So it was like, it was such a cool thing. A voice actor. Okay, this is actually a funny story. Yes, I need to hear this. (laughs) So I, during COVID, I was working like a nine to five. And I had to take time off. I'm a mom of three. So I was very busy with online schooling and trying to do online working and stuff like that. So I took a bit of a break, but of course with no money coming in, I was trying to figure out like, okay, what are these like cool online jobs? Like let's go and venture out into the, into the web and like, see what I can figure out. And there was sites like Fiverr and Upwork where you can like teach people or help people with certain things. But I stumbled on again from YouTube, ACX. So ACX is a company that does audibles for Amazon. Okay. So I went on, I already had the setup with the mic and the equipment to do the editing. And I would go on and like audition for these reading jobs just to read online. And somebody had reached out and they wanted me to read their book. And I was like, so flattered. And it was one of these things where like, 
you would only make money if the book sold. So I spent hours and hours and hours recording these book, this book and editing it through it and making sure that the audio quality for Amazon Audibles was legit. Yeah. Finally, it was accepted. Everything went through. And she was so cool. And the book was like just how I speak. So it was yep. so easy. I didn't really have to get into a character, which I love. I've always loved acting and, and that side of creativity also. But it was just such an easy, like, there was lots of, like, swear words in there, which that just comes so naturally for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I edit, recorded it, edited it, and submitted it, and everything went great. I just received an email probably about, like, three weeks ago that the book has been taking down due to, like, I don't know if it was copyright issues or there was something kind of shady maybe on their oh, end. Sure. <laughs> something happened. Which is so weird to me because it just seemed like such a, it's such an easy book that it doesn't seem like something that was stolen or like anything, you know, not legal or not right. So I don't know the 100%. I don't know the full details of what happened, but the book is now off of Amazon. So if anybody is looking for a new reader (laughs) and any of my friends that are like writing books and trying to get them published, I'm like, if you want like a free, a freebie, like I'll go and I'll read for you. But then yeah. when your second book starts making more success, hit me up and I'll do that one for a pay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I had no idea. So did you only do the one where you read the one book or did you do anything else? No, I only read the one and it was actually called Confessions of a College Girl. So you can only imagine like the yep. forte what that was. But it's something that I've always wanted to do. Like when I read to my kids, I'm like that parent that gets like into full character of each <laughs> line. So I do have a lot of fun with that. And that's actually like my, my original audition, like why my audition tape on my profile on there is like a kid's book that I got to read. And it was so fun. Oh, so. that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I can't believe that you do everything. And I honestly, I, I knew you were a mom, but I didn't realize that you had three kids. So the fact that you have all of this <laughs> plus children is mind-blowing to me like you are the worst of them so (laughs) (laughs) that's that's (laughs) that's that's just nuts that you just do so so much I I honestly really admire you for everything that you do and I've I've been watching everything that you've been doing since the Heels Collective so the last time I did have you on was uh to be on the podcast with the Heels Collective where I got to interview you and Kristen which was amazing. And then after that, I've just been following everything that you've been doing like nonstop. So like your uh, custom apparel, like always watching, you've been posting on that. I even uh, looked at some of your makeup stuff. So I've just been like creeping and I'm like, oh man, this girl, she's got it all. I put it out there to be seen. So thank you. (laughs) No, that's, that's so good. So then let's kind of segue into the fact that you also have a podcast. Uh, So I know uh, you just launched it. Was it the end of last year that you you started actually posting it it must have been so I know that I started working on it probably about a year ago around this time again like I said I have I have small children so I can only record when they're either in school or out of my face for a little bit but (laughs) because of the content that is in my podcast I also have a hard time editing it when my family's home so I have to sit like I have like my setup is like very calm and quiet. I'm literally burning incense as I'm going through it and trying to like reprocess. So I took the time, which was very, very hard to rehash, right? I'm rehashing from like my first memory that I can remember up until like my last big trauma that I could, that I didn't black out, you know, and, or that I, that I felt was comfortable enough to speak on right now. So I went through it and I spoke it all and recorded it all and I didn't record my face through any of it because it wouldn't have been pretty to look at anyways during <laughs> this one. But I I had recorded it and then I waited like seven months. I think I like needed to just like get it out of my body, get it out of my system because like there's no one way of healing, right? So yeah, yeah. that was my process. I literally reverted back to childhood ways of like eating really crappy and just not taking care of myself the right way. It was like a very not a dark time, but like not a very bright, not a very beautiful time for me. So I had to just kind of leave it and let it sit. And during the seven months was me going back and forth trying to figure out, is this something that I just needed to do to heal myself and let it out? Or is this something that I actually do want to share and put out there? And 
I'm a very spiritual person. So of course I seek like tarot or I seek my other spiritual friends who also speak their spiritual outlooks, right? So every single person that I'd asked, a psychic, a medium, spiritual friend, all signs told me that I should be releasing it because it wasn't for me anymore. It was more so because, I mean, as sad and scary as it is, we all know somebody or we have all been through something similar to what I'm talking about in these episodes. I noticed that like I watch videos on TikTok and you see something that's even like slightly traumatic and the overflow of people that are sharing their comments, their stories in the comments is just, it just breaks your heart, but also unfortunately so relatable. Yep. So I started to release the episodes to seven months later. I was like, okay, we got this. Let's just go through edit. And my plan originally was I have all these episodes. Let's edit them first so that I'm consistent with my releasing and no issues but of course me I got excited and I was like okay I edited one let's release it <laughs> yeah 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 um so I released like a couple like episodes half episodes one was like an impulse episode because it was something that had come up in that moment in regards to my father who I have been estranged from for about nine years so something mm-hmm. that I don't talk about don't talk to just came up in that moment while I was doing the the editing process so I was like I was at work and all day I was like, oh my God, I have to get down at the mic. I have to sit down at the mic and just like, I haven't even read the message yet. And I have to sit at the mic and just like go through it raw because it's something that like is a part of this whole journey. And why is this happening while I'm in the process of putting all this stuff out? So I just, just, you know, mouth diarrhea, just let it all (laughs) and no regrets. Like I'm very much like, I will forever speak my truth and I have no problem with that. I will always stand behind what I say and that's okay. So Yeah. So I started releasing the episodes and I realized that I only edited and released a certain amount. And then I got to the episode where I haven't edited. I haven't released it yet. I will soon, but it was one of like the most, it was like the start of like the sexual side. Like, you know, it was something that had happened to me that was like more of related to my body as a small child and I know that it's something that like for me, because of how I process through reading it or speaking it out, sorry, and then going back and listening to it again, how hard it was to go through all of that. Again, it's it's fine for me to release it. I think at this point, like my story is my story, regardless if it's in here or out in the world. Right. So at least I'm able to speak on it, how it was from my perspective. And yeah. I did speak already on... There was, sorry, there was one other incident as well, but I think it happened after this. So my stories are all over the place. They're not in order chronologically or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but this one was more like, it was very scary. And it was the first thing that had ever happened that was like, like I kind of realized in the moment as a nine-year-old child, how fucked up that is. Right. And I currently have a nine-year-old daughter. So the thing is that with my children is that I relive every period of my life that they go through now. So this is why I started this journey in the first place was because I'm very much the no parent in my family. Anytime that the kids are like, oh, can we go to the park? Oh, can we go, you know, go somewhere where there is busy and there's lots of people? My trauma kicks in and I go, no, I I can't do it. I don't want to do it. So me going through this whole journey, trying to heal everything. Yes, for myself, because it's stuff that I thought about a lot. It always came up in my mind for certain things. But more than anything, it was for my kids because I don't want them to live a life knowing that my mom's so scared of everything. So I'm scared of everything. My mom's always got anxiety. So I have anxiety. Like that's so fucked up for me to put that on my kids, knowing yeah. what my parents put on me from their stuff. Yeah. And I will never say anything negative about my mom. My mom is like my, my person who I love and respect and will always cherish forever. So my dad gets all the heat, but <laughs> he fucked up. So he gets he, like, that's fine. But my mom will still like to this day be like, you know, why are you dwelling on this stuff? And, and that hits me hard because I don't dwell on things. I don't feel like older people heal from things. Yeah. So this is my way of dealing with it so that I don't have to dwell on it. And I'm doing it for my kids so they don't have to deal with the stuff that I dealt with. Right. Yeah. And you sharing, sharing your experiences from what you've gone through, you know, potentially could help somebody else recognize what they've gone through and try to work through it themselves too. So I mean, I commend you for even being willing to share what you've gone through because it, it, it may make a difference in somebody else's life. 
So I am actually really grateful that it has in, in fact proven that I have had people come to me already just on what I've released so far. Mm-hmm. And I had one stranger, actually, um, it was like my barista <laughs> and was letting me know that they had started doing therapy. So wow. they told me that, you know, I listened to your podcast and I just was so inspired and I have so much shit to get through that I actually finally like contacted a therapist and I have my first session. I'm so excited. So I was like, when I'd go get my coffee, we would chat about how did it go? Did you like the therapist? Cause that's huge. <laughs> and did they respond to you well? Or were they like, you know, some therapists are kind of condescending. So yep. <laughs> did they, did they actually let you speak on it kind of thing? Right. And, and they were very happy and they looked like they were in a good place. And it was nice to see that progress. I have another friend who went through trials. She went through um, a, a court trial and that I can't imagine. That's something that I have never done. And I can't imagine that, that pain that she's gone through, but said, you know, maybe one day she would like to have this open forum and speak about it just to kind of like heal. And even if we have to anonymous and whatever else, I'm totally okay with that. But I have had a couple of people come forward and, and say, you know, if you plan on doing it, like episodes where you like this, mm-hmm. where we have conversation, they would love to have a conversation. That's why I kind of did like season one, because season one is like my my yep. story, my biography that I needed to like get out there, I think, and then feel out how I want to go forward with it. But I'm excited to <clears throat> see where it goes. That's that's really cool that people want to come on and talk about what they've gone through with you. That's really nice. It is. A, I think it's very freeing to just get it out too. like my husband and I have had these conversations like he already knows everything. And the second that I said, like, OK, I'm going to do a podcast like I would write a, an autobiography, but I'm not a big writer. I'm not very <laughs> good at like telling my story, even when I'm speaking on on the podcast episodes like I'm not the best storyteller. So it's not like people are like hanging on by a thread wanting to know what happened next. It's just like, OK, this girl's explaining what happened to her and it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I was like, holy shit, like this is this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry that you have gone through what you have gone through. But I'm, I'm again, glad that you have this opportunity to share it. And if it makes you feel better, but also hit some other people and, and help them get through their stuff as well. Yeah, there's no like, there's, there's no, remember the, the toxic positivity, right? There's no, everything yeah. happens for a reason. Like, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. But I'm taking the what happened to me and trying to make it into something that can maybe yes help other people or like why you know I'm trying to figure out the there's no why why did this happen to me and yeah. like I can 100% say that I forgive every single person in every single one of these stories because in that moment whatever they did and their fucked up minds in that moment like that is something that they've either had to live with or was a mental thing that they either didn't know how to control or whatever and I will never be okay with what happened but for my own peace of mind and my own sanity I forgive and I let it go yeah that's so important oh my god toxic positivity like I am I am toxic positivity sometimes and and but it's so true there's there's things out there that like there isn't a why and and everything doesn't just happen for a reason like it just sometimes it just doesn't make any sense yeah now today what we're going to get into which is quite the topic is friendship breakups. I'm so, so nervous. I, I'm nervous too. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie because like, this is such a oh, sensitive topic to me because I've gone through so many and quite honestly, there's, there's friendship breakups that I've had that have fucked me up and like, will forever fuck me up. Mm-hmm. So to kind of get it started, um, I just kind of wanted to even ask you like, what made you interested in wanting to talk about this topic specifically? Okay, this is going to be really hard because I will not name names. Yeah, I yeah, same. Names, right? No, no, so, I'm not going to either. So it's okay. okay not do that. So, we, don't, we don't want to out people here directly. <laughs> no. So the reason that I wanted to speak on this in the first place is because, so like you said, some relationships ending really fuck you up. Yeah. My most recent, so she'll know who she is. But And some people might know who she is, but I have no hate towards anybody. And my story is literally only from my perspective and how things happened to me and how I felt about them as they happened. Right. So I will always and forever have love for the people in my lives and what they did and who they were for me in those moments. 
the reason that it fucked me up so much is because this person was my equal, like to my husband. So it was like, if I had to pick one, hmm, (laughs) who would I choose? Right? Like this was my wife and this was my husband basically, you know? And I feel like it's funny because so many of us like girlfriends will be like, oh, my wifey, my wifey. And she was like my wifey. Like she was my, my, I never had that. That was my one adult female relationship that I had longed for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And we had actually been friends for a couple of years when we first kind of got to know each other. We were friends for a little bit and we had like a huge falling out over something that was sensitive to me. And then it took about like, I feel like six or eight months or something like that later our kids were friends. So they started playing together and kind of brought us back together a little bit. Turns out we were pregnant at the same time with our last kids, which was such a weird, cool thing. And maybe that brought us close to that we had that that connection. And then she went through a lot. And I feel like I was that person, again, like I like to help people. And I, I don't think that she needed my help, but I feel like I was that person who would always be like, Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Is there anything that I can do? Like, let me be here for you. I literally have nothing else to do right now. <laughs> like, I just, I just want to like sit. I just want to sit with you and make sure that you're good and chat with you. Like, don't worry about my stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to worry about you. Again, my perspective only. Probably not how she ever saw anything, right? And as things progressively went, she was going through a lot of things. I felt like I was always that person who wanted to be there. So we bonded over a lot of things, right? We, we got really, really close and it ended up being like, I don't, I, I, it's such like an indescribable relationship that we had because I mean, you know, you, you're, you're engaged to somebody who you absolutely love and adore. And that's, it's knowing that you never have to worry about them leaving you Yeah. until they leave you until they leave you. And And then you're really fucked up over that. So I'm going to try not to get emotional right now because I feel that this is something that I've been okay with. Yeah. But it's hard talking about it. Um, Cause now it's like, <clears throat> wow, I, yeah, wow. I really did. I really kind of do still, you know, think about that. So the, the breakup would have been, she had to move, she moved away mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where we both were like, we were like, you know, we're so lucky that even you leaving and moving a couple hours away will never affect our relationship. We're going to make it work. And we did for like a month or two, I feel like. And I feel like after like our, our one visit, it was just like, maybe that was the final goodbye. And I didn't know that. And, you know, she would come back this way. She would drive back this way for appointments or to do whatever she needed to do and never called, never visited I actually saw her drive down my street once, like leaving. And I called right away and I was like, Hey, like I saw your car. I'm like, I don't, it's, I'm not mad. Like I'm sure you're in a rush and you got stuff to do. Yeah. I'm very much like calm others. Don't worry about me. My pain's no big deal. Yeah. So it was like, I'm not mad. I'm not upset, but like, what are you doing here? Like, that's so weird that I just saw your car leaving right past my house. Yeah. And you know, it was just kind of brushed off. No big deal. And I let it go and didn't really think much of it, but it was just like one of those things that was like, Hmm, weird. Yeah, But then it continuously happened where she would post online that she was like five minutes from my house, 10 minutes from my house. And I was like, like, what the fuck did I do? What yeah, like, do? Why is she not like taking the opportunity to reach out and just be like, hey, I'm in town. Even if it's for like 10 minutes, I just want to stop yeah. by, say hi, or meet me somewhere, whatever. Yeah. And I literally, like, I even put that out there and I was like, hey, like anytime you're in town, even if you just like pull up, ring my doorbell and give me a hug and leave, that would make me so happy. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh God, am I like that needy girlfriend? Right. Cause it's yep. like, <laughs> what, what, what the fuck did I do? And it was like a solid year of me being genuinely like crying about this, this relationship. And anytime that something happened where it was like, either she was close by or somebody had mentioned that they were with her and like, I, I don't get calls. I don't get messages. And I'm hundred percent honest about my side of it too. Like I'm the worst with like calling people and the fact that like, she's not physically right here. I probably didn't message enough, but I try to make that effort of like, okay, reach out, see how things are going. But you know, you can only say, Hey, how's it going so many times and get, yeah, good you. And then, you know, it's just like, okay, so we're not like making any plans. I tried to like 
make plans for dinner for her birthday or try to like do things. And I'm like, okay, is this just on my side now? And is it just me trying and not receiving any, any sort of like recognition back? Like, is it, is it not recognition? I don't even know what the word is, but you know what I mean? Like just trying to get that connection on the other end. And then, you know, eventually like I'm not in my head. I do have my husband who is technically my best friend who just will let me hash things out and be like, am I crazy? And he'll always be like, no, you're not crazy. It does look like this or that or whatever. And I'm like, okay, like, I just need that reassurance that, did I do something wrong? And he's like, I don't know what you could have possibly done wrong. And I'm like, okay, so I will never, I think I tried to like have a conversation and ask like, you know, did something happen? Or like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like something went wrong and this really broke me and really hurt me. And she's not she knows that she's not the kind of person that wants to have these conversations. She's very much like, she's such a warm person, but Mm -hmm. can seem cold on the outside. So that can be very hard. And I know that. So I don't poke, I don't try to like open up and, and get into like the nitty gritty of how I'm feeling and what I need and whatever else. Right. So I just kind of like let it go and work on myself. I, 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 you know, work on, not worrying about it anymore and not trying to care about it anymore and realize that I'm doing the best that I can on my end, worry about what I'm doing on my end, not other people. And it just seems like one of those things where you're like, okay, this keeps happening to me. So I'm the problem. So I'm the center of what these things are and what can I do or what, you know, like, what is it? What is it about me that keeps making people just leave? Yeah. And then I get to you. Yeah. And I have a lot of like childhood neglect issues. Like my mom left when I was two, then my dad never gave a shit. Like when I was leaving him, like there was just so many things that happened as a child that like come up and you're like, okay, this is like a lesson. This is a lesson for me that I need to learn because this keeps happening and I can't have this happen anymore. Right. So I've had friends in the past where like we would talk and it was like a casual friendship. You don't get too close to people sometimes because you worry about this happening. And then all of a sudden they just stop making plans they just stop talking to you or like it's it's funny with social media now because you like like posts or you like comment and they don't reply back or you send a message like you react to something and then they don't like like your thing and you're like shit fuck okay what's going on here do they not like me anymore yeah yeah or are they literally just going through their own stuff and they're just so busy or whatever and Corey and I were just watching he's just not that into you the other night and I'm like this goes for relationships and friendships though because like how many times we make excuses for these people who we think that we're friends with best friends and friends have red flags too, but we just fucking ignore the shit out of them. Yep. Yep. Like they don't exist. We really, we really, really, really do. It's actually, it's crazy to me because like I, I've been through quite a few friendship breakups. Some have affected me, some haven't, but I find it really interesting because when we look at friendships, we only kind of look at them one way. Whereas relationships like, when you're in a romantic relationship with somebody, yes, like you are having sex, you're intimate with them and you're sharing all of these experiences. So when you have those types of breakups, it it is very detrimental to you. But when you think of friendship, sometimes people don't recognize that like friendships are the same thing as romantic relationships. Just remove that intimacy aspect, the physical intimacy at least. Like you, you talk to your friends or at least like some close friends, you talk to your friends about everything. They know just as much about you as your partners do. Not more sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not more. You go through the same things. The only element that's really different is that physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's crazy because like friendships, people can just ghost you and like, you will never know why why the friendship stopped. People don't feel like they owe their friends any answers on that. And I've had that where it's like, oh, well, we're just friends, like whatever. I don't have to tell her that I don't want to talk to her again. Like I can just block her and remove her from my life. Not really thinking about how that affects the other person. Whereas like, if you're in a romantic relationship with somebody, like it does happen, which is fucking wild to me. But like, imagine dating somebody for four years and then all of a sudden they just disappear out of nowhere and you're like like what the fuck like let's say we're not we're not living together you're 
in a relationship with somebody for four years, you talk to them daily at least. And then all of a sudden one day they just stop talking to you completely and never tell you like what's going on. Yeah. Like that's fucking crazy to me. Like people don't do that that often, but it does happen. But that's what happens with friendships. Like one day you're friends with somebody and you think everything's good. And then the next day they just, that's it. They just cut you out of your life. And you're like, uh, like no one ever owes anybody anything. But at the same time, when you're friends with somebody, it's like, well, at least tell me that you don't want to be friends with me. At least give me that and say, fuck you. I don't like you anymore. I don't want to talk to you. Whatever. At least tell me that because Mm -hmm. just not talking to me ever again and me not knowing like, okay, is this friendship done? Because then you kind of like, like you said, you kind of still put effort into it because you're like, oh, maybe they're having an off day. Maybe it's not something that I did. Maybe they have stuff going on. Oh, they're, they're in my area. They're around me. They're talking to other people that we're also friends with, but not talking to me. And it's like, at least just tell me like, look, like you don't have to give me a long-winded explanation as to why. Just tell me you don't want to be friends anymore. And at least give me that so that I don't put effort on my part thinking that this can be mended. Because sometimes those friendships can be mended. Sometimes they can't be. Sometimes people don't want, I mean, I'm confrontational as fuck. So sometimes people don't want to be like, hey, like I'm mad at you, but like, let's talk it out where I'm like, tell me what the fucking problem is. So at least we can talk through it. But if you communication, yeah. Yeah, me too. But if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to have that conversation because you, in your mind, you're done and you don't want to continue any sort of friendship, no problem. But at least fucking say that, say I'm done. I don't want to be friends with you. No problem. Lingering around watching everything that you post and yes, it's hard watching everything you post. Like it is that, that is it. Like we live in a world that I fucking, I love social media, but I hate it at the same time. Like we live in a world where you love me still because you're still here, but why, what, what was the thing that was wrong that you stopped allowing me to be in your world? Or not even that you love me, but like, you're still fucking interested in what I'm doing. Like, but why do you care? If you don't want to be friends with me, why do you care what I'm doing? Like, why does that matter to you? Why do you take the time that after I fucking unfollow you and remove you as a follower that you still take the time to go and look at my shit? Yeah. Like it, I don't unfollow anybody. (laughs) Oh, I do. I'm gutty. All right. Yes. So I forget. So remind me, are you a Capricorn too? I'm a Libra you're a Libra. For some reason, I was thinking you're a Capricorn. So with me, I mean, I don't follow astrology that much. I only really know about my sign. I actually know about Libras because my other half is Libra. Um, but like, I, I am a very confrontational person. Like I'd said, I, if something's happening, like whether it's in my relationship with my partner or it's in a friendship, I, as I've gotten older, like, I just don't have time for the bullshit back and forth games of like people pretending to like, you know, hint that they're mad or hint that I did something that upset them. And like, yeah. yeah, And I mean, I'm not a perfect person. I'm going to piss people off for sure. And, and maybe make them upset. And I I obviously never, well, I shouldn't say never intentionally, because sometimes I intentionally do shit, but like, I don't try to, but I just, I just need people to be honest and upfront and and just say like, look, I don't really like that you did this, or I don't really like that you said this, like, give me the benefit of the doubt to at least like recover from it. Like I not even like make up excuses for my actions, like give me the benefit of the doubt to be able to be like, oh fuck, like, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that affected you. Everybody's different. Some things affect people differently. And when it comes to like friendships, it's just, Again, it's so interesting to me because when you look at your relationships with, again, your partner, you set boundaries, you set expectations, you tell them like, this is what works for me. This is what doesn't work for me. Like when you speak to me this way, that works or how you handle conflict works for me or doesn't work for me, or this is how I handle conflict. Whereas again, we treat our friendships so differently where I think it's almost important to kind of treat them the same way going into a friendship and being like, look, like I, 
I'm a confrontational person. Like if you piss me off, like you best believe that I'm going to tell you, but like, I'm not telling you because I want to start a fight and I don't want to talk to you. I'm telling you because I want to know that you made me upset. You made me mad. And then I want to work through it so that going forward, you don't do things intentionally that, you know, might affect me, or at least I can openly tell you, Hey, I don't really like this without all of a sudden somebody just like being like, no, and like not talking. And, you know, as I was younger, I never, I never handled friendships like that. Like I was at points that person that kind of like tiptoed around the fact that I was upset, tried to, you know, hint to it, but never got anywhere. And then all of a sudden I'd have like a fucking huge blow up and be like, fuck you. Like, I can't believe you did that to me. And I would cut off people. And I just don't think that that's the best way to handle things because I don't think that's fair for other people. We're all also healthy relationships. You're learning as you get older, what healthy relationships are and effective communication is huge. Yes. People don't learn these though. Right? That is true. You're you're right. That is so true. And and some people don't have those abilities to work on their communication or or don't care or don't think that it's a value maybe because they look at friendships so differently. And and I have learned because I've been that person that's ghosted somebody and just completely stopped talking to them. I've been that person that bottled up like four months worth of stuff and then blew up on somebody and then they get really nasty because I'm coming at them really nasty. And then my first instinct is fuck you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then I stop talking to people and I've done that to a couple people and I'm not proud of it, but because I let my emotions get the best of me sometimes that when I have done that, like I've stopped talking to like one of my girlfriends that I was friends with for like, I don't even know, like so many years. And then I blew up on her because of some dumb shit with my birthday. And I'm sure if she listens to this podcast, she'll know exactly who she is. Some dumb shit with my birthday where like, I wanted her to come to my birthday. And then I felt like she was making excuses. And then all of a sudden she was sick and she didn't show up. And there was other stuff that would had been going on for months that I was just letting bubble and I wasn't talking to her about it. And then my birthday and everything, but the kitchen sink. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And then my birthday thing happened and I just flipped out on her and she got really nasty with me, but like rightfully so, because like I'm attacking her with like this long laundry list of things. It's not just this one thing. And then we stopped talking for probably about a year, a year and a half. And like, she met her now fiance and like, I, feel like shit about it because like that was a big part of her life and like I missed out on that because of my own lack of like communication skills and whatever it may be but I actually reached out to her and like a year and a half later and apologized because I'm like what I did and how I dealt with that wasn't right all of those things did bother me but I shouldn't have like blew up the way that it did whether you know, I felt like you were doing this or not. It just, it shouldn't have came out that way. And like, we were recognizing all of that stuff and owning up to it and having an adult conversation, like a healthy, you know, grown person. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we mended our, our, our friendship and then, um, we lost touch for a little bit, uh, not because anything happened, just like our lives were changing. And then she just moved away. But like, I still talked to her uh, here and there, like not as much because now we're in completely different provinces. But in other friendships, it's like that doesn't happen. And, and as I'm getting older, like I have I have one girlfriend who uh, we've been friends since uh, high school. We've been friends for a really, really long time. We haven't had that many uh, ups and downs in our friendship, which has been good. And then like about a year and a half ago, I was going through some stuff personally and was having a really hard time. And I guess she was going through stuff personally too. And I didn't know, she just hadn't told me, but then we kind of built this technique where like she was going through therapy and she's like, I can't always be there for you when you need me to be there for you. Yeah. And I'm like, totally understandable. She's like, cause I'm going through my stuff. She's like, so instead of coming at me hot with like, what's going on with you, I would just like appreciate if you said like, Hey, like I have stuff going on. Do you have the mental space for me? And I remember like, you talking about this in one of your podcast episodes. And I thought that was such a smart way of communicating. Oh my God. Like yeah, you can't and- solve all the problems. Yes. Exactly. And then that way she can decide whether she's able to be there for me or not. And I can't expect everybody to drop everything like uh, in a second, just to help me. That's something that as an individual, I have to be able to work through things on my own without 
always relying on somebody else to help me get through it. So having that conversation with her, it has been such a big thing that I've tried to integrate in all of my relationships, whether that's with my partner or my friends, new friends, old friends, because sometimes we kind of forget what other people are going through. And I, then I made friends with now like my literal best friend who I met when I moved to Woodbridge. And that's something that right away when we started like becoming friends that I had this conversation with her being like, Hey, like, you know, if there's anything ever going on and you don't want to talk to me about it, that's totally fine. But like, I'd love if we could have this open dialogue where if you need to vent about something, you ask me like, if I have the mental space for it, or I ask you if you have the mental space for it. So we're not offloading. And like, then you're feeling overwhelmed with the stuff that you already have going on. And then I'm throwing my shit on top of you. And we still use that like literally like a week ago, she actually messaged me and she's like, Hey, I know you got a lot going on with the wedding and work and personal training. She's like, but I'm really going through some stuff. And I was wondering like, if you had the mental capacity for me, like, can we get together and have a conversation? And I literally like cleared my schedule as much as I could. And we went and we had a huge conversation and it's just having that open dialogue and respect and communication. Respect. Yeah. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. The and, fact that you guys are able to like approach each other in that that's that's what I mean for respect, like in that kind of respectful way. Of course, in that moment, you're like, she approached me in a way that I respect. Yeah. I'm gonna drop everything anyways and try to help you because you're allowing me this. You're not just yeah. coming at me and being like, like just throwing everything at me and overwhelming yeah. me. Also, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, and and it's good. And I and I wish I had that tool like when I was younger with with other relationships because. I think it would have really helped me tremendously. Yeah. But I mean, one thing that I'll have to say is like, I went through a recent friendship breakup, which is part of the reason why I wanted to talk to this because I have, and I mean, I don't know if she'll listen to this and it is what it is. I will not say names at all, but I had a girlfriend that I was really, really close with for quite some time, but we almost, we became friends out of, a weird situation where in college I was seeing this guy or in my mind I was seeing this guy yeah and I met her through him so we became friends because he went to school with her and it was great and her and I kind of connected like right away we had a lot in common but then it was a very like not great relationship that I had with this guy. We were never on the same page of what I wanted versus what he wanted versus what he was doing and I was doing. So it was very on and off and really not good for me. I was not in a good place. A lot of times very upset about things and would vent to her quite often. And right when things she was there for me, even though she had told me and another friend as well. And I, and looking back at it, it felt like it was really awful, but I get what they're doing. They pretty much both gave me an ultimatum saying like, if you don't stop like doing things with this guy, like, I don't think that we can continue to be friends because what you're going through is just too much. And like, I can't handle dealing with your ups and downs and rightfully so, because I look you're back putting at yourself it. in the situation over and over again and yeah. not doing anything different. Yeah. And, and she was there until like the end. And then when it actually truly ended for good. And that's kind of like almost when I needed somebody the most, Mm -hmm. she disappeared. And it was really fucked up. And I'm like, I like, I finally ended things, which like in my mind, like, I, I can't speak for how she felt of the situation. But in my mind, I'm like, I thought that you'd be happy because I'm finally like free of this stuff, whether it was by my decision or not, but I'm free of it. And then just completely disappeared. I reached out to her multiple times after, and she just kept blowing me off and like, just like ghosting me. And, and it really hurt and it was really shitty. And then we stopped talking for like years. And then a couple of years ago, me reaching out and just being persistent because like we had a great friendship like I didn't really want to lose out on that yeah. reaching out and trying to mend that we we started to mend that and it was good and then you know again relationship stuff she had her own relationship stuff I had my own relationship stuff and this past summer like she just like was not happy with me and and things that I've done and like nothing to her 
at least I didn't feel like directly to her. And she just ghosted me. Like we, she was supposed to come and she came and hung out with me and we went to this concert thing. And I thought like we had like a good time. And then she just stopped responding to all of my text messages. Like I would ask her to hang out. I would ask her to get together. I would check on her, see how she was doing. Yeah. You overthink that one, that last time they're together and you're like, what the fuck happened in that, in that Like, what the fuck did I do? She had, she's like, I don't know how she is now, but she had a lot of personal stuff going on. And I totally understand that. And I, you know, I feel for her a lot, but like, it was like, all of a sudden she just like, just decided, I guess one day that she just wanted nothing to do with me ever again. And I'm like, like, what the fuck did I do? But I had kind of felt so defeated in the fact that I'm like, I've already gone through this with you once before. And like, I just don't have it in me to even try to fight for a friendship because like, is it worth it? Because you're just going to up and and leave just kind of like what you're saying, where I have not experienced what you have in terms of people leaving you, but like, she's already done it to me once before. Like, am I really going to put myself in that position again, where I'm going to try to mend this friendship and just allow her to come back in. And then she's just going to leave again. Like it just didn't, maybe just maybe the friendship wasn't what I wanted it to be for maybe it wasn't for her what she wanted it to be but it's it's not it anymore but completely just like cut me off stop talking to me I because I'm gutty and and when I'm hurt I do whatever I have to do so I unfollowed her on on all social media it's just crazy to me that like you can have a friendship with somebody, whether it's for a year, a couple months, whatever it may be. And people can just like up and leave and just have no consideration of anybody else's feelings. Like, and maybe I did something and maybe I hurt her feelings. I don't know. I I can't really say that I did or I didn't because I don't truly know, but it's just like that gut wrenching that people can just be like, no, bye. And never talk to you again. And then never give you any reason for it. I think it's so, I think it's so important that today we were having this conversation and that you're like, it's not just me telling my story. You're also telling your story as well. I think it'll be so cool for you when you're, when we're done this episode, when you're going back and you're listening back to how the story was, because when you're healing, you have to first speak about it and then you have to kind of step out of it and look at it from a different perspective. So I think when you listen to this again, you'll listen to it from a different perspective. And I don't like to give my opinion. I like to give what I feel is like things that I've learned. So how I see from an outside perspective is that you were already given this lesson to learn and you didn't learn it because you reached (laughs) out again and you went through the lesson again. And then yes, you found peace at the end of it. Just being like, okay, it is what it is. I'm done. I'm over it. Um, and being okay with that. I find that there's so much peace in releasing those people as you were a part of my journey because I needed to either learn something or experience something from that relationship in that moment. Yep. And I give you love and peace and release you. And now moving on to the next part of my journey and not to take anything away from you in that, in that story. And in that moment for me, it was after that huge part of my life had ended And I was devastated and I cried all the time. And like, I emotionally was just like overwhelmed and done. Yeah. I didn't realize that in front of me, I had this incredible group of these strong, beautiful women that I danced with who are nothing but there for me if I wanted or needed anything. They support me in every single venture that I have, which I didn't necessarily have in, in previous relationships. Every single woman, one of these women are always there for each other. Like it's, it blows my mind that I was like hanging on to something that I wanted my whole life, this one friendship, this one relationship to just like be that person for me that I needed when I have this group of people that are just what I need in my life. Right. So it's, it's hard to learn the lesson. It's hard to realize that like, oh my God, I loved you so much. I would do anything for that relationship again. I would do anything to have you come back. Tell me what I did. Tell me what I can fix. How am I the problem? Let me fix that. Yeah. When my love, you are not the problem. <laughs> you are not, I'm I'm 100% honest with you. And it's, ho- it's hard to like look inward and be like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't fuck up. Like, I don't need your reasoning why anymore. And like, you know, people say nobody owes you anything, right? At the end of the day, these people don't owe you a reasoning or an excuse as to what they did or why they left you. And 
as hard as that is to accept because I'm very much, I can tell you're very logical. I'm very much like, I need a reason. Tell me why, tell me what I did, whatever else. But I'm learning now to be okay with, I don't even give a fuck what your reasoning is anymore. I yeah. love you and I wish you the best. Like I, I wholeheartedly, 1000%, I have loved this person for so long for a reason. I will never lose that love for these the people that were in my life. If I saw them in 20 years, I would never be like, oh my God, fuck you. Never, never. It would always be, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. I love you. Give me a hug. Never let me go kind of thing. But learning to release them and just focus on the things that bring you joy in life, the things that that like really strike your passion, right? Like I've learned to focus on my businesses and, you know, the creativity and, and dance and stuff like that. I just find when you're focusing on the things that bring you joy, you're, it's like attract like, right? Yep. You're going to have more of that in your life. And look at your relationship right now with Stephen, like things happened over here yep. and you've been able to let them go and you focus on your, you're getting married. Like <laughs> you're planning a wedding. That's <laughs> so exciting. And that's so much joy. Try not to get too stressed out about the stuff that happens in between because yep. it's about at the end of the day, it's about you too. And it, I'm sure it'll be an awesome fucking party, but <laughs> it's the focusing on like that you're celebrating your love that day. It's not to do with anybody else. My mom threw like so many people on my, on my guest list that I look back and I'm like, why, why did I allow that? But I just, you know, to appease the people in the moment, we just do whatever to just, we don't want to deal with them. <laughs> but, but there's so many good things to look forward to in life. And yeah, we're going to have relationships. And I think being more clear about those things going forward. I I do have a hard time now. Yes. Opening up. I don't go to my friends with my problems anymore. Um, yep. Unless, unless I'm like this, like just in a situation where like, I'll be having a drink with somebody and I don't talk about other people. I will never talk about other people because that's just not who I just can't. I just don't do it. But I will sit there and talk about myself and like yep. all of my shit in that moment. Yep. <laughs> but like if I'm going diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that awkward social, whatever. But in the moment, like when I'm going through something, I don't pick up my phone and think, oh my God, who can I message and let them know that I'm going through this? I'm very much a lone soldier with stuff like that. And also I have Corey and I'm very grateful for him. And like I said, like, it's so corny to be like, oh, he's my person. He's my best friend. But literally I've been with him for 17 years and he's never judged me for, you know, the way that I look, the way that I act, the way, even when I was one of those people that would talk about other people. Yep. He would just yep. be like, oh, who cares? Oh, who cares? Right. And I learned to take on that. Literally, how does this affect me? How yep. does this, does it like, and like, does your opinion pay my bills? No. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, are, is this something that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, my life is over because no. Yep. And even like, even with owning a business, if all of my clients called me tomorrow and said, listen, I don't want you coming here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. You really fucked up, whatever. Will I be upset in the moment? Of course, it's it's hard to like, you know, deal with. But in two or three days, I'm going to be like, okay, well, what's the plan? What yeah. are we going to do to, you know, figure out what, what our next thing is? That wasn't meant for me. I'm very much, you know, if somebody doesn't want me in their life, it wasn't meant for me. And I don't know, like, I know I'm very like woo-woo with the spiritual stuff, but like, I'm very big into like, whatever is meant for me will, will find me. Yeah. The universe already has my plan built and, and like people that are religious, God has a plan. I'm spiritual. So the universe has a plan for me. And those people weren't meant to be in this next journey of my life. And like the next part of my life is going to be so fucking good. And they're the ones that are missing out. So same with yeah. you. You have so many good things coming for you. And those people weren't meant to either spoil it for you or whatever they're going on, whatever's going on in their life. Maybe they're not the right fit for what's next for you. And, and I like that. And it's interesting because I have been thinking about that a lot more where like, sometimes I have to realize that like, not all friendships are forever. Sometimes friendships are there for a season. They're there for a part of your life to help you. They were meant to be in, in your life to help you maybe get through a part of your life, negative or positive, but not all friendships are made to be there forever. Friends will come and go and the people that are meant to be there will be there. They will either stick around or they'll be a part of your life. And, and it's taken me definitely a bit of time. Like this kind of all blew up like last summer and, and as the months have gone by, I've digested it and I've kind of came to terms with like, the decision that was made, uh, of course, essentially at first I didn't, but 
it's also like you said, kind of appreciating what you have to like, this was one person that decided to not be friends with me, but I have a great group of other friends that are there for me, whether it's they're there for me daily, or, you know, we talk casually, but like, want to be in my life in some capacity, and are willing to put in some level of effort, whether it's, you know, hanging out with me regularly, or just even I have a whole group of girls from Barry that like, we all used to hang out like when I lived in Barry prior to them also having kids, we'd have girls nights and stuff. And now some of them have kids. I also don't live there. Another one of them lives in London. So we're all kind of separated. But we have a group on Snapchat, where we message each other like every day, like just random stuff. The the girls, the kids will say stuff that's going on with their kids, they'll send pictures. Uh, Me being now in this next stage, I'm talking about wedding stuff. My other girlfriend's sing so she's talking about that life and her fitness journey and so it's important nice. to have those group chats oh my god <laughs> yeah it's nice because even though we don't get to see each other regularly we still have that connection we're still in communication and I know that our, all of our lives are so busy and in different kind of time frames right now but eventually it only takes three months to plan a day to get together yes. but we do we, yeah. we do you know occasionally we do which is great but it it's kind of taking in that moment and going Hey, this, this does suck that maybe this friendship has ended, but I still have a great group of many, so many other amazing people. Yeah. I actually have the group, the high school group chat. So there's like five or six of us that used to hang out like back in the, you know, 18, 19 year old days or whatever. And they're my, like, they're my group chat. And I'm so grateful for those people. Like, and like you said, yeah, it only takes three months to actually get together, but when we (laughs) do, it's like, nothing has ever changed. Right. Yeah. It's like, everything's always the same. It's, it's crazy. Now, you know, you've had, I'm sure you said this bad friendship breakup. Have you had like any friendship breakups that like on your end you've ended? No, not with friendships, but always with relationships. I was always the one to end the relationship. Um, You were the breaker upper. Yeah. I was the, I was the heartbreak kid. So (laughs) with friendships in general, I've always had like I will always let it linger. Even if I'm like, okay, this person's not for me, whatever else. Like, like I said, I still always have love and respect for people. So I'll just kind of let it be as it was meant to be. I had a really close friend who she was actually my maid of honor who we were, I think we were just friends because our spouses were best friends. Okay. And we were completely different people. She had friends that weren't really like my, my people, but we just always hung out together. And when they split, we split. So we just, we, we still like our friends on social media. If I see her out, it's like, Oh my God, Hey, how's it going? Just like so casual to know that you were like so close to somebody for so long. And then it's just like a kind of like a stranger on the street kind of thing. But anyways, but that's another thing. Like I, I had to go through that and I healed. Okay. From that one. And then we carried on, but yeah, relationships, it was always, I never wanted to, I never wanted to be the one who got my heart broken. So boys are stupid and they linger. So (laughs) they'll do stupid shit and think that you don't know, but you know, and then it's like waiting until you like say or do something about it. So I just, I don't know. I just always had like really shitty relationships and I never thought that I would like settle down. And I thought that I was that person that was meant to like grow up and, and have a kid when I was ready on my own terms. Like I would do like the, what is it? The IVF. Yeah. I would just do that and live a happy life as a single parent. Like that was my plan. When I was 16, I was like, okay, I'm going to get older. I'm just going to have like, I'm going to have a, a son. It's going to be me and him and we'll rule the world. And that's it. <laughs> that's it so that funny. way. And I'm so grateful that it didn't because I'm very grateful for my husband and, and the, the family life that I have from the outside. It looks like a perfect life to a lot of people. And it's not no yep. relationship is perfect. We didn't go through 17 years of, oh my God, I love you. You're the best person ever. No, like once a week, I'm sure we hate each other at some point in the, like, you know, I didn't put the dish in the dishwasher and he's losing it. Like he just can't handle it. Or he looks at, he looks at the kid a certain way. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't like, but we always will choose each other. And we've never, we've never been like, oh, never say the D word. If you're going to get married, don't even just like throw it out like a, you know, like a loose thing. I always told them, like, if you ever come to me saying, like, you want a divorce, you better have the paperwork ready and signed on your end, because otherwise, like, I'll lose it. I just, that's something that I can't. We both come from broken homes, and we have, like, stepdads who are amazing, but we both come from, like, those those broken homes, and um, I think that's something that we never wanted to do for our kids, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's wild. I, I don't even want to think of the D word ever. <laughs> right. And it's, it's honestly, and it's fine. Like, I feel like it's, 
if the relationship isn't meant to happen, like it's not, you realize, okay, I love this person so like passionately, but the rest of it isn't there. It's okay. That's okay to do. But to me at the end of the day, like he's the one that I keep choosing because I don't want to do this with somebody else. Like I'm, I'm quite happy with, we've worked so hard on like our parenting styles were so different when we had kids and like we grew up so differently. Like he's a farm kid. I'm a city girl. We had, he, you know, he had so much love around him growing up. I had so much trauma around me growing up. Like we are completely different human beings, but I think as a Libra, I think that's what balances us out is that all of his shit that he had and all the shit that I had, like, we know how to kind of work through that together, I guess, somehow. Yeah. Now, now quick, quick question with like what you've gone through in your past, when you're looking at friendships, like new friendships, do you ever feel like you need to tell people what you've gone through so that they understand you better? Like, what is your vulnerability when it comes to that? I know now with the podcast, you're being a little bit more open, but in the past, like, have you ever like, you know, tried to keep that to yourself or were you open to talk about it so that people just can, I don't know, just help work through stuff with you? So I think that it's important to love yourself in the moment. And I have a lot of friends that kind of were there. Like Kristen was there when I went through my last friendship relationship. So she kind of like understands and sees it from the outside perspective. She kind of got, you know, like I said, I don't talk negatively about anybody, but she's seen the fallout, right? So she's seen my pain and whatever else. But in like a new fresh relationship friendship, if I was to meet somebody tomorrow and we just like clicked, I don't think that I would be like, so please don't hurt me. This is what happened before because um, that's not who I am anymore either. Yeah. So I've grown so much um, from, you know, I think it was like two, three years ago that all this had kind of went into fruition. It was kind of a year ago. I think that I finally was like, okay, I'm good. Right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't feel like I need to, I will, I'm never somebody to explain myself to anybody. If somebody comes at me with like a large text message about like why they don't like me, I'll start like typing back and then I erase it all. Cause I'm like, ew, like I'm not, I'm not doing this through text message. If you want to have a conversation, have a conversation with me, but I will not ever try to defend myself. Yeah. I never, I don't feel like I have to defend myself. So the you second should've. that I have to, I'm like, I'm good. I'm okay on this conversation. If you want to chat, we can chat, but I'm not. I'm not saying you're doing this. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Now, now just to close it off, uh, I'll do a would you rather, but do you find that like you've started to heal from that last friendship breakup where you are now making yourself a little bit more open to friendships? Because I feel like it's hard. It's hard to trust people again after, especially if it's somebody that you were friends with for a while where you're like, oh my God, I never expected this. Do you, do you find that now you're at that point where you're more open? I don't feel like I'll ever have that that type of relationship again, but I never say never. I feel like that was somebody who was like my literal sister, my family, and I will always feel that way about her deep down. Um, whether that whether or not that's her being in my life or not, like if it's like an estranged family member or whatever it is, I will always have that love for her. I find that every human being is so completely different. So if somebody entered my life that was, you know, that that we had that close bond, I would accept it with open arms. But I'm a little tainted. Yeah. So that's hard. I think that's fair to say. But I have so many like beautiful relationships with, like I said, like all these different women that I'm around that I'm like that awkward person who like I um, very much. I love you. I love you so much. You're like I love so deeply and I truly mean it when I tell people that I love them because I, I really do. Like I really do have that that kind of heart. But yeah, I don't, I don't have those relationships where I'm like, oh, we need to be together every day. I'm going to call you every day. It's just not who I am. The convenience was with my, my last like really close relationship was she literally lived across the street from me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we, we were 50 steps away. So all throughout COVID, we were just drinking on the street. Like (laughs) it was very, it was very nice to have that, but I don't personally think that I would have that again, except for with my kids. So they're my, they're my broke besties. So that's fine. No, I think, I think that's, that's fair to say. Now let's, let's end it off with a quick little, would you rather friendship edition um, before we finish this episode? So would you rather have friends that are richer than you or friends that are smarter than you? Smarter than me, because you never want to be the smartest person in the room. (laughs) Would you rather your best friend yell at you or your best friend cry to you? Yell at me, because then at least I understand what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Would you rather lose all your money or lose your best friend? 
And your I'm best friend say- could be Corey. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I already lost my best friend. So give me the money. I mean, I have been homeless before, so I can lose the money. It's fine. <laughs> I'll always get it back. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Would you rather spend time with your family or spend time with your friends? Spend time with my family because they're my people. That yet. Yeah. Fair. Would you rather never see your friend as a human or never see them at all? <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm spiritual. So never see them as a human. No, wait, wait. What was that? Never see them <laughs> as a human. Yeah, yeah, as a human. Okay. Would you rather be the funniest person your friends know or the most trustworthy? Oh, God, I'm both. So <laughs> most trustworthy, I guess. Yeah. Would you rather be able to see your own future or your best friends? my own future. And then last, would you rather be the best friend or be the only friend? The best friend. Yeah, like definitely the, the best friend because you can't be the only friend. <laughs> no, no, that, that's too much weight. That's too much yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Desi, for having this conversation with me and also letting me work through my own stuff through that yeah. conversation and, and, and talk about it because I haven't talked about it in a public forum at all. Only a couple of my friends know. Yes. So I do appreciate that. Now, before we close out, I'd love for you to plug where people can listen to your podcast. (laughs) So I'm actually on Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, but I have a lot more work that is coming out with it. I... I honestly, like my husband does seasonal work and I've been waiting for him to go back to work so I can start like getting back into my routine daily. Yep. Uh, my routine gets messed up over the winter time. So he's going back to work in a couple weeks and I will be editing the rest of the episodes that I have. I feel like there's like probably like seven more there that are like very long episodes. They are trigger warning. They are a huge trigger warning. There's a lot of stuff in there that's about sexual abuse, assault, harassment, like, you know, all the, the the crazy stuff that we either know somebody who's gone through it or we personally have dealt with ourselves, sadly. Yep. Yeah. And I also do have like an Instagram page and TikTok regarding yep. this stuff. I'm trying to like kind of, I guess, promote, so to speak, on those yep. pages whenever I do post an episode. And tell everybody what it's called because we never said it. <laughs> Triggered by trauma. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll make sure to link it in the episode description as well so that people know yeah. where to find you directly, the Instagram, the TikTok, as well as the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Desi. Bye, Vibers. Beautiful.